So I have the Twitch stream up. You do? The ad right now is a Trojan condom ad. Yes! <laughs> Which would be way funnier in like yes! a month when USC comes back. Oh, that's... But holy shit, that's fucking that's hilarious. That's great. Super Catholic ad. <laughs> Beautiful. Since we are the loyal sons. Welcome to the HLS Picks Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over here at twitch.tv slash Sons. And make sure you go over to the podcast and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure to join the HLS community over in Discord. That is our live chat channel, HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us at HerLoyalSons.com. And with that said, I will bring in Eddie. Eddie, how you doing, my friend? You know, Ryan, last week I said that I could survive one cataclysmic week, and that was about it. And almost as if I was asking the gods to bestow that upon me, shit got bad real fast last week. Yeah, uh, it, it was a little rough for you. Uh, but you are the good news is, Eddie, you are still 500. You're 18, 18, and 1. However, I am 21, 15, and 1. Uh, but I did not have a good week either. I did gain a game going 3 and 5. You went 2 and 6. But uh, we're going to dust ourselves off, uh, get things a little better. Now, we are going to do this with a gigantic disclaimer, although some things feel normal right now, Eddie. Uh, we do have Wednesday night football going on our TVs right now, giving us some c- creature comforts that we're used to. But um, there's a decent chance, and as you can tell from the title of this episode, that we don't have a whole lot of confidence all these games going to get played because uh, there's been some news on the COVID front uh, and some of the teams we're going to talk about. Um, uh, things are a little dicey, and we've already had one game outright canceled. Oh, it's a mess, Eddie, but we're, we're still trying. We are still trying to put together eight games a week, and, and by God, we're, we're going to do our best to do it. Yeah, as, as we said at the outset, things can go bad in a hurry. We've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it in college. I, good Lord, you see some of these reports, and it remains hilariously dumb that any of this is happening, <laughs> but as long as there's games and there are lines to pick... Well, fuck it. Let's go, baby. All right, and the beautiful board does come up. Well, I mean, this week is not a loaded slate by any means, even before cancellations. But I wanted to make sure the Big 12 was at least somewhat in on this game. Um, most of the teams are on a bye. There was actually two scheduled games this week. One already got canceled because Baylor just is... They've shut down football operations and they may never get all their games in this season. But Kansas and West Virginia are still intact. And and Kansas has had some COVID-19 scares of their own. Uh, If I recall, Les Miles got uh, got it not too long ago. True. And uh, West Virginia, though, 
Coming in a 22 and a half point favorite, 53 points is your total. Uh, Kansas football is ugly. Uh, do you think it's 22 and a half points ugly, Eddie? You could put it at 42 and a half and I'm still picking against Kansas. <laughs> you could tell me that one of us is starting quarterback for West Virginia. I'm still picking against Kansas. Hell, you could put one of your dumbass kids at quarterback for West Virginia. Hey. I'm still picking against Kansas. <laughs> Yeah, um, I agree with you. I, I, I don't think we need any more justification, right? Kansas is, they're real, real bad. It's this uh, less miles tour that he's taken there has never really quite made sense to me. It makes even less sense now. I don't get it. It, 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 it hasn't been going well at all. It's It's been pretty much an abject disaster for Kansas. And I like Eddie said, it would take a whole hell of a lot for me to, to pick against any spread against Kansas right now. So let's go ahead and roll with the Mountaineers. All right, next up, we're, we're digging into the SEC. We're going to start through there. That's where most of the games are this week. Number 15, Auburn. On the road is a three-point favorite against South Carolina. 51 and a half is the total. And Eddie, had, you said earlier, you know, if somebody was playing Kansas, you know, you, you would pick no matter who the quarterback was. I think I'm going to have a similar rule with Auburn this year, and I, I bet you can guess what that is. I I don't know. As uh, With your eagle tiger plainsman blood within you, it's hard to say. Well, here's, here's what it's going to be so we can make it real, real clear. If Bo Nix is starting quarterback for Auburn, I ain't going to trust him worth a shit, especially in a close game, especially on the road. Um, and the defense has actually not been as good as I was hoping. So all this combined, I don't think South Carolina is that great. But good God, Auburn looks like a disaster. And they stole one against Arkansas. The football gods are coming for some vengeance. Things end up balancing out in this world. And a loss on the road to South Carolina about sounds like balance in this world. So go ahead and give me Scar. Who do you got? I'm on Scar too. Auburn is fucking fraudulent. They <laughs> absolutely stole the game from Arkansas. That was a horrific call. The explanation by the head office of the SEC of, well, they didn't go after the fumble immediately when they 100% did on the backwards spike by Bo Nix to try to stop he, the he clock. He fumbled twice and they called it incomplete. Amazing. Just an abhorrent call. I feel terrible for Sam Pittman. I I think I love this Arkansas team. I don't know if it's Pittman. I don't know if it's just the fight that they're putting up. I'm I'm very in on that Arkansas team. Look, South Carolina is not great, but Auburn is fraudulent and I want to pick against them. I think we've clearly established this is a fire guess here. Oh, big time. So, oh, super fire guess here. So when it comes to a bad team like South Carolina, that's an L. Now, are they going to somehow pull out the Iron Bowl to save Gus's job? Yup, 100%. But not against Scar. Scar's going to get this game. All right, well, let's move over to our friends of the ACC. Miami dropping down to number 13 after a rough, rough go with it against Clemson. They are a 13-point favorite, though, against Pitt, who has pitted twice in consecutive weeks. 48 points is the total. Who do you got, Eddie? Yeah, the super weapon is charging, man. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> you, lose, you lose to Boston College on a missed extra point. I mean... 
I thought I thought Blewett had left the program, <laughs> but their kickers are still blowing it whenever they he can. He kicked a 50-some-odd-yarder to send it to overtime. That's the crazy part about that one. <laughs> I know. Just brutal. Miami, look. Ooh. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson's still that, that damn good. Uh, Miami put up a fight. You know, they, they got back in in the first half. Uh, it, it got away from them toward the end of the game, but the, the defense, I mean, hell, that hit they put on Trevor Lawrence, I thought he probably cracked two ribs on it. Miami's still here to play. I still like Derek King a lot. Pitt doesn't have what Clemson has on the defensive end. I'm a little bit worried about Miami having some letdown, but at the same time, I think Pitt is charging the super weapon. If Miami was ranked in the top 10, then yes, I would take Pitt. But they're not. They're only at 13. They're waiting for us or they're waiting for Clemson. I hope it's Clemson and not us. But I'm going to take the Canes. Uh, I agree with you as well here, Eddie. Um, and you you hit it. The, the, way, the way I would think about actually considering Pitt would be the, the whole super weapon. And it is definitely charging right now, but I am also in 100% agreeance with Eddie that it's waiting. And I fear it's waiting for us. Unfortunately, um, hopefully it is Clemson, but man, that's, that's what everything looks like. Look, I mean, all things said, uh, Miami and Shane and I talked about this on the recap pod, right? Miami is still a good team. There's just a chasm between Clemson and everybody else in the ACC. Notre Dame's going to get their shot, hopefully, in a month or so. But De'Ara King's still good. There's still enough talent on this Miami team. And as we saw against Clemson, De'Ara King will make things happen. And he could definitely make things happen on this Pittsburgh team. If for nothing else, Pittsburgh can also cough up an absolutely stupid front door cover at the tail end of the game here or ridiculous backdoor mm. cover at the tail end of the game. So I like that. Two scores seems about right. Uh, we're agreeing a lot here, Eddie. Uh, give me the Canes. Well, this is going to be interesting. We said there were games that we might not be sure happens. Uh, we're going to get to the first of them here. Actually, we're going to have a string of them <laughs> coming back to back for a while. Uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas. Uh, as soon as I saw this game, I thought this was going to be a fascinating game. You got Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, and you got Arkansas, as Eddie mentioned, that you know they're kind of a pleasant surprise. They're actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, Sam Pittman and crew doing some work. Ole Miss is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total is 76. The downside here is Ole Miss is now on record that there is a COVID outbreak going on with the team. No decision has been made about the game as of yet, uh, but who knows? Uh, Lane says they're hurting right now for that. Um, honestly, my pick is not influenced by the COVID situation. Uh, it's actually influenced by the Auburn situation. I think Arkansas is going to be pissed off that they lost that game, and they're going to take it out on poor Lane Kiffin, and, and the fact that Ole Miss might just be shorthanded is definitely not in his favor, but honestly, I would take Arkansas in a straight-up game uh, to begin with, just knowing everything that happened beforehand, and, and quite frankly, Arkansas has been playing good football, and it's it's amazing what happens to a bad team once they finally get that first you know win, whatever it is for them. It was actually winning a game in the SEC, so... You know, now now they're fun. Now they can relax a little bit. The monkey's off their back. So calling the hogs on this one. Who you got, Eddie? And we're riding together all week, I guess. 
uh, I may I may have tipped my cards a little bit early, but I'm on the Hogs here as well. Uh, I I really like the way Arkansas is playing right now. As you said, you know they finally got that first SEC win in what feels like 27 years. They <laughs> they hit that slump buster. Uh, but the Hogs are playing great football. I also think Ole Miss they fired every bullet they had last week in Alabama. That was a hell of a performance. Lane Kiffin threw every goddamn play plus the kitchen sink at Saban, and it just wasn't enough. You now combine that with the COVID outbreak. The quote today from from Kiffin was after after he had mentioned that the they were having COVID issues and they're not in a good place numbers wise. His quote was, "Well, we could play the game today." <laughs> and that's never a good sign. <laughs> So, honestly, I think you're looking at maybe a 30% chance of this game actually happening. But if it does, I think Ole Miss fired every shot that they had last week. And, you know, that's a huge letdown game, not only emotionally uh, losing that to Alabama, but physically, I mean, good Lord, what a game that That was. was. That was a lot of fun. That was bonkers. You got to think everybody left everything they had on the field. So you're going to be coming in a little slow. While, like you mentioned, Arkansas is going to be pissed after that Auburn robbery. So, yeah. uh, Woo, pig suey. All right. Well, we got a couple more games that have a little bit of COVID danger. Eddie's got his pick. And, of course, we got that little team from South Bend to talk about as well right after this. All right, we are back, and um, when I said there's a few games in a row that we're going to talk about here because uh, the SEC is having one right now when it comes to COVID. And uh, Texas A&M, if you will uh, go back in mind and, and think about what's happened, because we did have a cancellation earlier, and um, oh, now I'm, I'm blanking on it. Uh, it's LSU, Florida, that's right. Florida, had, yeah, Florida, Florida yeah. had the outbreak. The Florida LSU game is canceled, which was going to be on our sheet. And of course, because now you got a contract trace, uh, there it was came out yesterday that at least one of the players saw significant snaps with uh, against A&M. So who knows what's going to happen here thus far. All is quiet in college station. Won't expect to hear much until much later, hopefully for health sake, forget about the, you know, the game sake. Uh, it ends up being like Notre Dame scare was, and uh, it didn't really transfer over to USF. But anyways, to the spread, six and a half points. AM is the favorite after their big win against Florida. And Mississippi State is going to be their opponent. The Pirate Mike Leach, 54 points. And um, I know AM had themselves a good game. They look pretty decent against Florida. But if there's been one thing that's been consistent with this Aggie team, it is that whatever Mike Elko has been doing with the defense, it has not been great. And not only that, the secondary has actually been, at least from when I've watched the Aggie games, the biggest concern for me when I watch them. There's a lot of real dumb big play potential, and it feels like Leach can expose that. And I know that this last couple of weeks, uh, it looks like Leach uh, got his rude awakening into the SEC. But SEC defenses, man, outside of a couple of teams, they have just... They've been... 
not what we're used to on the total side. So I'm not saying this is going to be a shootout per se. I think it might get a little ugly ish, but uh, I'll take Leach to cover this one in a weird lit down situation for the Aggies. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, I, I did think it was funny that two days after Dan Mullen was popping off saying, hell yeah, well, let's get 90,000 people in the swamp. <laughs> Fuck it, the let's swamp. go. They, they then blamed Texas A&M for the COVID outbreak that is now on the Florida team, which ended up canceling their game this weekend. The, oh, I'm so tired of all these. It shit. is it, it, the exact quote for those that didn't hear. Mullen said, "Is like, uh, yeah, it was the trip to College Station. Like, you you want to go deeper into that, buddy? Like, uh, what happened? Were were you all out at Northgate or something? Did you hit up the chicken? <laughs> like, what, what? Yeah, they hit up. They hit up Dixie Chicken. <laughs> anyway, sir, go uh, ahead. There's there's a lot of things you can catch at the Dixie Chicken, <laughs> but usually you get to have a little more fun than just a football game <laughs> that you lose." <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh I look, I I said it last week. I don't like this A&M team. I don't trust this A&M team. Uh I think Jimbo is cashing checks. At the same time, ooh, buddy. SEC figured out Mike Leach's bullshit real quick. <laughs> Zone defense is a hell I, of a drug. <laughs> well, I know that that Elko has not lived up to what he did uh with us at Notre Dame. But the book is real clear right now. You rush three, you drop eight, and you just wait for good things to happen. Meanwhile, you've already got Mike Leach. We're in, what, week six, week seven? And the motherfucker literally last week said he is ready to purge his team of non-believers. That's usually like year three mid-season bullshit. The... I. I want to say Holly Anderson on the shutdown full cast was the first one to make the joke, but Twitter has been all over the fact that this Mike Leach at Mississippi state has been the pirate experience condensed. It, this is like, this is your frozen concentrated orange juice bullshit of Mike. It's, Leach. Every week is another layer of stuff that you're used to showing up like weeks down the road. It's been pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, it's just been packed in once again. Now, if this, if, if the Aggies were a top 10 team, yes, that's a game that Mike Leach steals and then loses to Vanderbilt the next week. But they're not top 10, so he's not going to do it. Give me the Oh, Aggies. wow. I, I don't think he's going to do it. I think it'll be close enough at that six and a half. But, man, 2020 has given us a lot of condensed storylines, but Mike Leach has been in the upper echelon of, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. So, um, yeah, uh, let's move to another one. Georgia and Alabama, a game I was extremely excited for. Uh, but the problem is, is uh, Nick Saban tested positive for COVID. So a six, a six point favorite is Alabama. Georgia is the road team, a number two, number three matchup. We could consider this a playoff game. Sure. And real, real quick, can I jump in? I, I know you're up. I don't want to steal your thunder. Go for it. Saban, Saban getting COVID is ripe for jokes. Oh, yeah. I know that. You know that. But uh, aside from the easy ability to hate Nick Saban, there are very few coaches that I feel like, especially at that level, who have taken this as seriously as Saban has. He was calling out his own student body. Oh, yeah. Immediately. He is, you know, 
Every time you see him, he's got the mask. He's doing things right. He has been as serious about this as anybody. And, uh, you know, shout out BK. I feel like BK has done the same thing. He's been very good about the masks, trying to do things the right way. Saban getting this sucks a lot because I feel like he's been trying to do this the right way. Meanwhile, you've got fuckers like Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee wearing his fucking gator like a uh, hijab or some bullshit. I mean, he, he looks like he's wearing a baby bonnet. It's the dumbest shit of all time. And we we can even talk uh, about the old Miss outbreak that just happened. Lane Kiffin and his mask. Uh, I don't know what. Oh the god, hell it looks that like was. he had a cocktail. <laughs> looked like he stuck some elastic to a cocktail napkin. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh but yeah. Anyway, I didn't want to jump on your pick, but I this is maybe not the time to fire off your good good tweets. Like Saban has been trying to do the right thing. It this sucks. it does suck, and, and I think it's you always wonder what it's going to take maybe for for certain areas to maybe take things more seriously. And you would think Nick Saban not being able to dodge it could potentially do it, but uh, who knows? But anyway, uh, this could be an FSU situation where it is just a coaching thing. Uh, he is in isolation uh, of all people. I cannot believe I'm going to say this. Sark is going to be the interim coach. For Alabama, <laughs> Sark Week, which that that does not seem right whatsoever. Um, with all that being said, uh, this one makes it even tougher to pick because now you don't have a Saban effect on the sideline, and Georgia has actually been looking pretty decent lately. Um, damn, this sucks. Like, I, I really wish <laughs> none of this had happened because it makes this pick even more mind-numbingly difficult than it probably should be. Uh, but you know what? I, I think at the end of the day, Alabama still has the more talented offense. Uh, the defense, I think, is looking to start to, to prove themselves a little bit more. I think they, especially after the old Miss game, feel like they really got something to prove after giving up so many points. And uh, even though Georgia's offense has looked a little bit better, I think they are ripe out of any team that Alabama's faced so far to start having offensive issues. So go ahead and give me the tide in this one. Who do you got, Eddie? So taking the Saban COVID diagnosis completely out of it, you've got the number one defense in in the Spapluse in Georgia, the number one offense in Spapluse in Bama. This game is always close. I think Bama wins this game because Bama wins these games. And to be quite frank, Georgia loses these games. These big stage games, dogs just don't get it done. But you give me six points. Oh, God, I wish I had a full touchdown here. <laughs> but you give me six points, I will happily take them because Georgia's defense is an act. You know, when we when you think SEC defense like five, six years ago, SEC defense, Georgia's still doing that shit. Bama obviously isn't. Good God, what a travesty their defense looked like against Ole Miss. Now, would you like some fun facts, Ryan, to back up this Georgia Bulldogs? I would love fun facts. Always enjoy facts on this podcast. From the godfather of Spapluse. Bill C. at ESPN. In the last 60 years, we've gotten a number one D versus number one O of Spapluse six times. Oh, wow. 
The defense, five and one in those games. Oh. Another fun note, it's happened 12 times ever. Four of those matchups were Notre Dame USC. Wow. Would not have expected yeah, that whatsoever. That, That's awesome. No, not, a, not at all. Now, just to switch gears, Barifax. Wow. Throw out that honey. Under Nick Saban, the Tide have been favored by less than seven at home five times. They've only pushed the line once. The other four, they lost on the field. The last eight times that Alabama was favored by less than seven anywhere, they're three and five straight up, one and seven against the spread. So I'm taking the dogs here. And you know what? Now that we are going to factor in Saban not being on the sideline, he's going to participate the rest of the week. He already said he's feeling fine. He's asymptotic. He's doing practice via Zoom, whatever. But he's not on the sideline. And Steve Sarkeesian, (laughs) I'm trying to be a better person and not take the easy jokes that are available to me. But fuck Steve Sarkeesian. Give me the dogs on the field. Arf, 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 Alrighty, arf. yeah. Uh, that, that's a hell of a lot of trends that uh, now have me very worried. You're going to pick up a couple games here. Uh, but, hey, we got another one. Uh, this is your pick, Eddie. Uh, this is the game you decided uh, in the midst of this slate of trying to pick something out. Uh, what was the goal that you tried to dig out of here? Well, you didn't leave me much left. <laughs> there just wasn't much there. <laughs> To, to be perfectly honest, there was not a whole lot of meat left on the bone. There were two games that I looked at. One of them I thought was about 80% was going to get canceled. So instead, we're going to take North Carolina. Somehow, your number five team in the country. Fucking crazy. <laughs> favored by 13 on the road in Tallahassee, Florida. The home that Jack Crosby built <laughs> against the Florida State Seminoles. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina, easily. I mean, <laughs> not even blinking at this one. Uh, it's clear that North Carolina is starting to click on all cylinders. Uh, Florida State, uh, I, I think they're going to have a similar Ole Miss problem that you mentioned. They they fired every last thing they had off in the tank. Travis, you know, tried his damnedest to get something going, and all he got in return was a few extra appointments in the ice bath. Dude's going to be banged up. This offensive line is still still hot garbage uh even though i think travis could potentially make things a a little bit close for some more games down the road uh wrong team wrong time uh after the wrong game uh they had a very very physical game against notre dame and they didn't really get let up on especially on that defense uh so now it's going to be a different type of game now north carolina is just going to exhaust them to death with speed and blinding pace so i'm taking the tar heels and not even thinking twice i'm not going to overthink this one who you got? North Carolina <laughs> is fraudulent oh. as fuck. Oh. You say you want to tell me that North Carolina is clicking on all cylinders. Ryan, they gave up 45 points to Virginia Tech last week. 
And not only did they give up 45 points to Virginia Tech, they gave up 45 points to like half of Virginia Tech (laughs) because half of that team is still fucking missing from COVID. Yeah, they put up a lot of points, but again, half of that team was missing because of fucking COVID. There are other wins. Okay, you beat Syracuse. You know what Syracuse is doing this weekend? I don't know if they're doing anything, but they haven't done much this season to begin with. They're they're a three-point dog to fucking Liberty, Ryan. <laughs> are they going to recreate that touching moment with Hugh Freeze? <laughs> put Hugh Freeze up in the fucking rafters in a hospital bed. Oh, God. This car- He's look. just hanging from the carrier dome in a hospital bed. <laughs> Mac Mac Brown is one of my favorite college football people of all time. I genuinely thought he was going to retire from the University of Texas and run for governor of the state. And God, I wish he had (laughs) because Lord knows we couldn't do any worse than we've got right now. I don't know. Anytime we've said that, (laughs) it's gotten worse. Hey, I'll I'll put Mac Brown against Greg Abbott any day of the fucking week. But I'm sorry. This... I, I don't trust this Carolina team. I think this Carolina team is fraudulent as hell. I like Sam Howell. That's about it. Meanwhile, Florida State, look, yes, we put it on them, but Florida State came into a tough environment. Jordan Travis making his first start ever. Jordan Travis played a hell of a game. If you could buy stock in people, I would buying Jordan Travis stock like fucking crazy. He is a slippery little bastard. Fast as hell. Made some great throws. Made great plays. They capitalized well on early mistakes that Notre Dame made. But what I really want to look at is the second half. I don't know about you. You know, I was talking with a lot of people on Twitter during the first half. Even when it was close, even when we were losing, everyone was like, okay, cool, but the other shoe's going to drop. Take the turnovers away. We're beating the shit out of them. We're running the ball over them. Second half, they slowed us down, and they really controlled the game with their running game, which was surprising. And Notre Dame's defense is a hell of a lot better than Carolina's. I like Florida State here to cover. I might be sprinkling. Oh, my goodness. Don't Car- do that. Carolina's, fraud- Carolina's fraudulent as hell. And speaking of sprinkling... Shout out to the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers hitting a field goal with four seconds left to take the three-point lead. Sprinkles, baby. Let's fun go. belt lords. Everybody bow down to your Coastal Carolina overlords in the fun belt. That was a 40-yarder. That wasn't just a, a small kick they made either. He's, he's feeling good about himself. You uh you know you know the Coastal Carolina mascot, don't you? Yes, but I I, I can't pronounce it for to save my life. You you know this, be, hit me, you hit know me this with because one, we talked about it pre-show, you jerk. Hit me, hit me with it one the time. The Chanteliers. Give the people. Oh, not even close. <laughs> not even not even gonna try again. Look, you, you finally got me. You didn't get me with the Red River rivalry this year, but uh. You, you got me. You got me on one. All right, let's move on to Notre Dame for the love of God. <laughs> All right, Louisville, Notre Dame, or Louisville, Notre Dame. Sorry, now that now you got me all. Nah, out of fuck them, fuck them. It's Louisville. Oh, <laughs> uh, Papa John, where are you at? Not there. Anyways, 
Your number four Fighting Irish are a 17-point favorite against the Cardinals, and 64 points is your total. And look, I I know I, uh, you know, Eddie was was very, very vocal when I said I caught a couple games on him, and he says I was a Notre Dame, avid Notre Dame hater for actually picking against him on this pod, which I usually never do, but... um. I felt there was going to be slop, and there was slop, but it did come down to the very end, Eddie. They very well could have fucked around and covered. Yeah, they very well fucking could have. <laughs> More importantly, they could have covered the second half fucking line, <laughs> which your boy doubled down on real hard. That toss at the end. What was that toss? Oh, so bad. Killing time. That's all it was. Oof, a loop. He, went, he went nice guy. He could have been worse. He could have kicked a field goal and really pissed you off. <laughs> I, I honestly, I appreciated that he went for it. I didn't like the call, but at least it, it gave me a chance. All right, absolutely. So, anyway, to this game, look, uh, Notre Dame, I think, was able to put some stuff together. That two-week layoff is is done. It's in the rearview mirror, and I think a lot of that also had to do with the COVID situation that Notre Dame faced. We still don't know the extent of who was out, but I think it was very clear that it was very heavy on the defensive side of the ball, uh, apparently, because that's where a lot of the issues were, and that's where people were still out. So, uh, kind of putting our detective hats on, that seems to be where everybody is like, yeah, it was probably there. And despite that, Notre Dame still won very comfortably uh, against a bad team. Now, Louisville, originally this is a game where you looked at the schedule and it's like, oh boy, this this could be a little bit of an issue here. Uh, if you remember back to last year, Louisville gave a little bit of a scare to Notre Dame. Uh, they came out to play pretty good, uh, but this is not that same team. And good grief, the, the biggest dumpster fire. That, I mean, their offense is still not really doing anything, a semblance of being solid or consistent. And as Miami was able to show earlier this year, there is something wrong with that defense to put it in a straight-up tire fire. Week after week, it does not get any better for Louisville. So this time you're giving me 17 points. It's still a three-score game. But this time I feel like that rushing attack, man, that's all Notre Dame's going to need in this one, y'all. Go ahead and give me the Irish to bounce back and go ahead and cover this one now that we're all healthy, got the rust knocked off, and it's just time to bury some Redbirds over at Notre Dame. Who do you got? Look, this team gave up 46 to the bees. 46. I was I was talking with uh, young Shane the other day after the game. We were looking forward to what the team total for the Irish would be. And I very conservatively said, I think 35 and a half. And we both agree that's low. We're we're both thinking 50 is an easy target, but you don't see team totals that high that right. often. Uh, sadly, my my local does not have it up yet, so I can't confirm how close or far I was. But yeah, this defense fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, their offense can still score, but I have full faith in Notre Dame's defense. Again, I think a lot of the problems last week were rust related. You know, you had some missed tackles. You had you had some guys a little bit out of position. You hadn't played in three weeks. You had personnel issues. You had guys not playing. Uh. There, there were a lot of reasons that explained it away. One thing, uh, you know, I didn't check. I don't think I got my two Foskey sacks. I know he was in on one, but I don't. He, I didn't he get really both. did not get a whole lot of playing time. Uh, so there was, there was Which, some. I think I think he might have been one of our uh, our personnel yeah, issues. Uh, there, there was there was a lot of people that got limited snaps that kind of made you go, huh? Interesting. 
Yeah. But uh, I, I think good old Jock is going to be all up in Malik Cunningham's grill. Holy crap, that kid is just playing his ass off. I, I love Jeremiah Wusakorma. We, we both do. We've repped him for the last couple of years. But, oh, wow, he is just fucking killing He's creating year. a highlight reel for, for his draft tape. I mean, that's, that's what it is. He's, and, and those two Florida State hits might very well be in that little stinger. <laughs> oh, God, that one where he just lowered the shoulder into the running back behind the line of scrimmage was one of the most, like, violent hits without somebody exploding, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> It was just the stiffest hit you'll ever see. Uh, of course, my beautiful, perfect football angel, Kyle Hamilton, was all over the field. Looked great. No signs of injury. He's fine. Uh, shout out to the professor, Sean, Sean Crawford, in his 97th year of eligibility. He got turned into a pile of ash on that first <laughs> touchdown. He got burned so you can tell bad. Somebody hadn't played cornerback in a while. <laughs> yeah, but but unlike Gary Gray, rose from the ashes like the Phoenix. Had some played great the rest of the game, tied with Kyle for the uh, lead of tackles, I believe, and had that great pick. Which, as you and Shane mentioned on Sunday, man, he was itching to throw a pick. All You're just game. waiting for it. You're like, there's so many opportunities. It's got to happen. But but I think the real focus here is the offense. Uh, again, I said it on Twitter. I I confess to you before the season began. I was I was trying to come. In, I was leaving all of my my quarterback Tommy Reese feelings behind. I was going to buy into OC Tommy Reese. What it called a phenomenal game on Saturday. I thought Ian Book played his best game of the year, certainly, and honestly, one of the best we've seen from him on Saturday. He looked great, and good God, that offensive line, I mean, the holes they were opening, you and I could have gotten at least like 10 yards on those runs. (laughs) Uh, And then, uh, as always, good friend of the podcast, Rakes, Chris Wilson, uh, the, the only newsletter and podcast for Notre Dame that you need. He had in his newsletter this week, the gif of the Chris Tyree run that I literally thought was on like two X speed, but that was because I was only watching Tyree run. (laughs) If you watch the defenders know that was just how fast that fucker is. Kyron Williams played incredible came back, you know, had that fumble to start the game, which was not great. But a hell of a game from him. But shout out the O line. I mean, you got to think that that uh that big old three hundred and seventy five pound trophy is coming back to ND this year. I, I tell you what, if they put together a solid game a game against Clemson, it's it's all but there. But uh, you were mentioning the offense, and before you get to your pick, Eddie, we'll see if this changes anything. Oh yeah, no, I, I took uh, Notre oh, Dame. Okay. I I thought I made that uh, very yeah, clear. Well, I thought you were, but I was going to say, let me give you a team. T- I, I found a, I went over to Bovada to find a team total for you if you are interested. Oh yeah, forty one and a half. Over <laughs> yeah, uh, Louisville at twenty three and a half. Uh, their their total is is fairly similar. Uh, if I s- above above forty two, I cannot sanction taking it just because there's no value there. 
But as long as you're under that number, like I, I legit think 50 is on the table. Uh, I absolutely feel it because uh, one, one thing that uh, Louisville had trouble covering against Miami, uh, against the the speed that they had, there was a lot of wheel routes. And uh, oh, boy, <laughs> do you want to see Tyree? And Williams get loose on a wheel route as long as, but book had a great game, but can book hit the easy wide open route? (laughs) I don't, I don't, A, we haven't seen a wheel out of this team yet. I don't, I don't believe so either. I don't think we will bust it out until Clemson. And B, as you, as you, I think you were alluding to, Ian Book can't hit a fucking screen pass to save. I don't his life. understand it. It's so weird. I think he gets so excited that he sees it's going to be six that he just. Spe- yeah, so that's the thing with this. He gets these amazing setups, and he just he fucking overcooks it. I don't know. It's- but yeah, I uh, I think we're gonna save the wheels for Clemson. I hope. Also, I uh, Pete Sampson in his mailbag today uh the question there was a question of after watching the first three notre dame games this year do has your opinion on how the clemson game will go changed and i'm curious what you would say i would say it has and only because i feel like the offense is a lot more complete than i was expecting it to be especially with how we're the way we're doing the running game and not just what what i mean by that is how we're using personnel uh it, it actually feels like we're playing and i mentioned it on the pod on sunday it actually feels like we're trying to play to our strengths instead of looking at how we can adapt to uh another team's defense. Now there, there is still some of that where you're trying to pick on the weak spots, but it's very much fitting into the mold of, okay, this is what we're really, really fucking good at. And let's try to build a game plan off of that and expose the defense that way. It's felt backwards for the past. I don't know entire BK era to be quite honest. And that's with some pretty decent offenses that we've had. Um, and you know book is is doing just enough i think he's going to get more confidence but really the and i think that's what miami showed right you really need to have two two dimensional offense to have a prayer and you also need a hell of a good offensive line and look i know we get a lot of good press about it but it's been nice to see them bludgeon lesser teams because you know when they actually get up to the big boys it, it they have to be all all cylinders go all systems go they got to be able to play the best game and and what i saw out there on the field may or these past few weeks makes me feel like we have a little bit more of a decent shot against the clemson d okay a little bit more of a decent shot you said a lot uh, a lot of insightful things, but didn't actually answer the oh, question. Oh, I, I feel I okay. So as far as I feel better about the chances, if I, if I wasn't clear, I do feel better about the chances. Sure. Uh, so these okay. past few games have made me feel better about that. I think earlier it was, uh, you know, I'm still not overly confident that Notre Dame has a, a great shot. I'm slowly starting to talk myself into it more, uh, more as we go. And it's because of the performance I'm seeing. And if book, especially can keep taking these strides and remember that you are allowed to throw the ball 20 plus yards downfield to your wide receivers, <laughs> then I, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Sure. Where do you land on that question? That was a good question by Pete. I'm, I'm where I was. Okay. I think we lose that game. Uh, I, I feel better about our chances. I think that we will give a better fight. 
but I, I mean, I, I assume much like you, I had the Clemson Miami game on the second screen and good God, the, the Travis Etienne run, the like 75, 80 yard touchdown run. He's a cheat code and it's terrifying. I, I love our, I love our defense. I love this team. They're flat out better. Um, they have they have the best quarterback and the best running back in the country, and that's that's tough to compete with. I think it's a two score game. I don't think it's a blowout like it was in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> one of the last the second to last time you and I right. got together. <laughs> but I I I as of right now I still think it's an L. All right. No, I think that's fair. I think uh, anybody that still has it as as an L is is thinking pretty pragmatically, and but we'll see what happens come November seventh, and and that's when I'm going to be doing the extra life stuff. I'll be all kinds of giddy and everything, but uh, we'll see what happens. And it's it, it, this is the other thing that I I, I think kind of speaks to um, not only why that question is being asked, but that people might be gaining a little bit more confidence is the fact that we're actually talking about it instead of you, you, I can't remember a time where we really looked ahead on the schedule like this with, with a few different games there and, and maybe a couple that can come up and bite us. But based on what we've seen for three weeks, like, yeah, if they do that, who's going to stop them? But Clemson. I mean, that's, and that's the thing. It really feels like, Stop! Stop tempting Pitt. I know, stop right? tempting Pitt. Stop Which tempting is incredible Pitt. because usually that <laughs> that would be the conversation. Like even even from like a Pete Sampson or anybody else on podcasts and such, it'll be, hey, uh, there's that Pittsburgh team. Like let, let's tap the brakes. Let's not even talk about Clemson yet. This team team still has a lot to prove. Uh, but everybody's uh, kind of feeling it now, and I, I I'm enjoying it. And and I I just have to say as a history major. Ryan, who do we play the week after Clemson? Boston College. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> just, just tossing that I out know. there. That, because those those who forget their history are doomed to repeat. Serious, not not only in literally everything going on in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, <laughs> but also college. Oh football. man, if there's if there's ever a terrifying spot where. Uh, a BC thing could come up and bite us all on 93. It is a Phil Dracovic led fucking Boston yeah, yeah, with, with jerk. Holy shit. It part of me is like, and I get, we've talked about it a lot, but the amount of like indie media types that are live tweeting all the Jerkovic stuff. I'm like, look, I, I get it, but also whatever. Fuck him. He left let it go who gives a shit it's just stop it please <laughs> it was it was like when people would live tweet aaron lynch stats it's like yeah he's gone stop it the longing now, now the the backup quarterback's not the most popular person at notre dame it's the guy that didn't even fucking play for us before <laughs> just phil, phil jerkovich does what eddie vander doesn't Hey-oh. all right well that's a that's a good one to end it on oh so so what do you got to lead us out eddie kids man enjoy whatever games we get this weekend i am very you know we've seen the nfl lose games we've already gotten a couple of big lsu uh florida big game loss for college as always you know stay safe uh for those of you texas early voting just started get out there and vote uh we don't have a late game this weekend which sucks the late games are coming very soon 
But I know we're all college football all the time. Kids, if you ever wanted to get into some combat sports, this is a weekend. ESPN is giving you a pay-per-view level boxing match for free. Lomachenko versus Lopez. Unification title bout. Going to be a fantastic fight. But more importantly, USC this weekend, I think it's ESPN Plus, maybe my favorite fighter in the world, Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, is back. If you've never heard of this guy, go find some of his old fights. He has fought three of the five best fights I've ever watched in my life from MMA. The kid's incredible. He j- Korean Zombie is a very, very apropos nickname because the kid just doesn't die. He will throw forever. It's going to be a lot of fun. Whatever you enjoy, have fun, kids. Kiss your loved ones. Do your voting. Get your flu shots. I got my flu shot today. It sucks. My left arm is dead as a fucking doornail. But you know what? It's way better than getting something that'll kill you. So hang tight out there. We love you. Go Irish. And hail Gambler. All right, y'all. Thank you for everybody that came and joined us live over here on twitch.tv slash her little sons. And make sure you subscribe over to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure you come hang out with us over on Discord at herlittlesons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com. Like Eddie said, stay safe, go Irish, be COVID, be Cardinals. Have a good one. 